Just Say. Hello and welcome to Can I Just Say, a podcast about The Apprentice. My name's Stuart McPherson and I'm joined, as always, by my cherished co-hosts, Siobhan Ma and Gemma Flynn. How are you, girls? Good, good. Thank you, Stu. Hello, hello. You're looking good and good fettle this week, if you don't mind me saying. (laughs) Yeah, we've all got natural light on us. This is an afternoon record. Everyone's looking glowing today. Yeah, delighted to sit back and enjoy this business entertainment program at our leisure, you know. (laughs) (laughs) As God intended. Absolutely. So this was quite a funny week, I think, guys. I I certainly chuckled. Yeah, I loved it. I wasn't sitting stony-faced, put it that way. uh, (laughs) It's always good to see the cartoons, isn't it? Wow. Once you see sugar replicated in some form of graphics, you know you're in safe hands. Absolutely. <laughs> it's really like, I, th- I feel like as well, week three is when you're really start, like you really start to get to know people. You're seeing kind of, you've got some favorites brewing maybe or some most hated brewing. Exactly. Um, and then we get to add those characters to the canon, or uh, y- Yogita and Femi and Faye. <laughs> Femi and Faye. <laughs> We need the to lads. do like an, an Avengers assemble of all the, the characters. Oh my God, the gruesome, we actually cursed should. characters. <laughs> well, they're all fighting for diversity and inclusion, MC Go Go and, and the rest. That seems to be the All main in very aim. confused ways. Yes, though. yeah. <laughs> they're always certain that they want to be all about diversity and inclusion, but they're not quite sure how to go about it. Yeah. They end up campaigning mostly for the rights of... of uh, Tall and small people. <laughs> That's what they do. Tallies and smallies. I'll be donating my fee from this podcast to the toll community. Um, <laughs> wonderful local toll charity. <laughs> Those tall people apparently are really struggling at school, and that is an issue we learned tough. a lot about this week. So really is that a big thing at your school? Tallies getting bullied? <laughs> Not really. In mm. fact, I think that they... They have a, a level of dominance that that begins early in life and continues all the way up to like the Love Island stage. You know when people are that's true. Fully actually. just like I want someone tall. You know I don't think yeah people- yeah. <laughs> Although I feel like tall tall girls do get a bit more flack, right. don't they? Unless you're like a model. Absolutely, it's t- yeah. It's tough to be like a, just a regular tall girl, as the film Tall Girl proved on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it. Wow, Tall Girl One and Tall Girl Two, yes, on Netflix. (laughs) There's two of them. What happens in the second one, Siobhan? Okay, so in the first one, she ends up. She gets the opposite of that surgery that millionaires are getting to break their knees and make them taller. (laughs) They crunch her legs down. In the first, at the end of the first one, she ends up like dating her best friend, who's who's short, guys. You know, diversity. Um, and then in the in the second one there's like a swedish exchange student who's also very tall and it's kind of like does she go does she stick with her short bf or does she go with the other with the tall swedish student who also understands what it's like to be tall wow that's the vibe fascinating i I like the sound of that um (laughs) would you guys i mean your partners are both taller than you i think yeah yeah tall boys would you would you go out with a shorter guy? Yeah, I quite absolutely. like short guys, to be honest. Like, I feel like most you can pick them up. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like yeah. you you mentioned the short king, Sue. You know that is very much 
a trend of the current day. To be a short king is is to be enjoyed. You know, it's not Definitely. nothing. Do you know who eats pussy? Oh, <laughs> hello, yeah, because it's all the same lying down, baby. You know. <laughs> 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 and that is my message to tall and short kings out there. <laughs> yeah, that's so inclusive, of... G. I love that. Exactly. That's what if, if we were on The Apprentice, um, that would be our cartoon. Our kids cartoon about going down on people. <laughs> no, it's for everyone. It's a broad church. Absolutely. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the same lying down, TM. <laughs> what do you think is tall? I know we shouldn't talk about this the whole time, but what would you say is tall for a woman and for a man? I would say anything over like 5'11 is tall for a woman. That's tall. Oh, God, yeah. I think that's tall for a man. Yeah, it's tall for a man. <laughs> I think most men I know are six foot. <laughs> that's such a statement. Sorry, Stu. <laughs> You're, yeah, you know me. I'm bringing an average down. But Siobhan, you're a, t- a, a, a minuscule I'm tiny small, queen. So maybe I think that <laughs> I think it's your a perspective. Yeah. yeah, you just think everyone's giants. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I am five one, so that makes sense. Oh my god, incredible! It's so good. Yeah. So good. Being a man, I have of course googled average height man. And what is it? Nice I can tell you, <laughs> five nine is foot. the average height. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a thing when guys like ask you to guess what height they are, you really have to throw a few more inches on the top just to kind of <laughs> make them feel all right, you know. Is it I mean yeah, it's just a, th- a stressful thing, isn't it? It's, does it stress you out when you hear on Love Island people being like, I have to be with someone so so tall, you know? Uh I've never watched Love Island, so I can't comment on that. Oh, but yeah, in general. That 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 attitude is out there, yes. Yeah, so I guess we should raise awareness for average height men as well. Absolutely, they've got it tough. <laughs> they do have it tough because no one's talking about them. Everyone's talking about short king season, but no one's talking about average height men. Yeah, you don't want to get caught in the middle. Yeah, no, no one's after that, are they? Right enough, right enough. God bless. Well, listen, you know we really have <laughs> represented for all heights as the I think the candidates wanted us to do because that's really as yes. far as they got with their. Inclusion journey <laughs> this yeah. week. It's, it's, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing what you two have got to say about this. Absolutely. Oh, well, should we get into God the news, bless. though, Dream Team? Because we have got some news at the top yeah. here, I think. Yes, let's, let's do, do it. it. Play, Play jingle. jingle. Play jingle. <laughs> Can I just news? G, do you want to take us on, take us on a journey with your news this week? Thank you, Siobhan. I will hop in quickly. Mine's a, a quick one about uh, Lord Alan. Don't know if you guys heard, but this week, Alan Sugar got himself into a bit of hot water by airing his views about <laughs> HIV on Twitter. Oh, really tough. Which <laughs> are what? Really... <laughs> so he was watching the, <laughs> the TV show EastEnders and decided to send out to the masses something about how a character Zach is is now HIV positive. Alan Sugar said, "If he is, then the baby growing inside Tiffany could also be HIV." That's what he said. There was get the phone off this man. Wrestle the phone away from this man seriously. Wow. <laughs> well, he's a fan of EastEnders, of course, because he met Kat Slater Absolutely, in this episode. Yeah. Of right. Yeah, it's a BBC product, and she was kind of horny for him, if you don't mind me saying. Uh-huh. She was, yeah. And Dillboy. We can get that drink, Alan. <laughs> all right, Kat. Well, yeah. you sound like you've been drinking all day, love. She was Connell, uh, Connell King's first crush, Kat Ooh. Slater. 
Ha cha cha. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> I think quite a formative crush for people. Absolutely. That and uh, Rachel Stevens, like people, guys my age. Oh, big, the grip she yeah. had. Big time. <laughs> On us and our dads. Right. Yeah. Rachel Stevens. She's one for yeah. all ages. Sweet dreams, my LAX. Icon. <laughs> but yeah, the funny thing that happened with this Lord Sugar HIV opinion was that Someone clapped back at him, someone of great importance to us in the apprentice world, and that is last year's show business candidate, Amy Anzel, who <gasps> she revealed herself to be a person of the people and uh, spoke forward uh, against Lord Allen and said, educate yourself before commenting on things you clearly know nothing about. So good for wow. her. Fair comment. I've just decided I'm going to split my fee between the tall charity and a dry hair charity in honor of Amy Ansel. <laughs> she did. Go oh, God, hair. her hair. We need to raise awareness of people with dry hair. Yeah. <laughs> raise your hand to a bottle of serum, please. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she, uh, yeah, she's, she, she kind of, I think, I'm, I'm sure Lord Allen doesn't really help any of them at all, but I guess it was good that she decided to just put the boot in quite publicly. Uh, against him definitely so. yeah you've got to I also think it's it. weird see when we're because obviously a big talking point this week with the ideas was diversity inclusion and stuff and it's kind of sits jarringly with me watching him preside over that of like oh my god yeah it's horrible from his behaviour and tweets and stuff you never get the sense that he is a great champion of that and yet it's like he can bite his tongue when his wage is on the line or whatever in the BBC and I feel like if he if he wasn't, he'd be like, you know, this fucking woke nonsense or whatever. But when it's like on his show, he needs to put a public mm, face yes. on. Or like where he thinks, well, it's, it's woke bullshit, but it's making me money. Yeah. Exactly. Because this is what people want. It's just confusing to me. Yeah. And even down to it being on the BBC, I feel like if he, if he got dropped by the BBC, he would become anti-BBC overnight. 100%. Absolutely. Like he's the exact kind of person that would hate the establishment of the BBC. Mm-hmm. And yet there he is. He's the face of like a hundred years of the BBC in this cartoon. Right. And they're treading a fine line, aren't they? Because exactly he, this HIV misinformation thing, you know, his previous like wild racism, it doesn't seem like anyone at the BBC has got any power to say to him, like, look, this isn't a very good representation of our values or whatever. And Mm -hmm. yeah, he just kind of continues to do this wild behaviour in public. And then exactly as you say, Stu, in the boardroom, it's like, oh, well, diversity and inclusion is the new hot trend that's going to make me cash. So fuck it, let's get on board with it to this extent. But yeah, he'd he'd be out there with Piers Morgan on that mad GB news complaining about the BBC if he got fired for something. So... He's lucky, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm getting mad at him for something that is just in my head at the minute, but <laughs> I would not be surprised one fucking... No, you know, I mean, I think it's a pretty safe bet that that is what would happen. One bit. Definitely. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Yikes. Lord but Alan. Yeah. Yikes for Alan, but, but <laughs> well done. Uh, appreciation to Amy Ansel, who, who put the boot in. <laughs> I had legitimately forgotten that she existed until you brought her up. So thank Theater you director, for that. Amy. She was a fringe flyer. We need to all go and see her at the fringe. Yeah, she has a show. We do definitely. <laughs> exactly. Over to you, it. Siobhan, my friend, correspondent of the news number okay, two. Okay, so I was sent this sent some news this week from Connell King, Cat Slater, 
Crusher, crushy, crusher. Um, That's like Rafishi and Adam. Friend of the show, shout out. Friend um, of the show. <laughs> shagger of the show. Shagger of the show, yes. Yeah. Cherish Shagger. Uh, he sent me this article with this truly wild headline about, which I'm quite, now I've read it and now I've watched the episode as well. I'm quite, you know, we've got to say a big rip to, to Gregory. <gasps> And oh this is really a nail in the coffin, this article, guys. Put his ashes in the cannon, <laughs> fire them into the sky. So, uh, Siobhan, so, are you about to tell us something devastating here? Well, you, you guys can... I'll, I'll read Generally it to you. Generally truly concerned. I'll read it to you and you can, I'll, you can give me your thoughts. Okay. okay. Headline is, The Apprentice contestant Gregory Ebbs apologises for helping to sell Nazi memorabilia on his marketplace. Uh... <laughs> Oh, what, do you not like it when people say sorry? He said sorry. He admitted he did something wrong. It was a different time. The swastikas stood for different things throughout the years. We don't know what it meant two years ago. Was it He's a realised the error of his ways and he sorted okay. it. It was sadly not a cannon. A Nazi no. cannon. It was, um, it was an antique dagger dating back to before the war when Hitler was Germany's chancellor and it had a swastika on it. Um, Gregory... Who's 25, by the way, young. Young. Uh, runs an online. I wouldn't say he's got the vibe of the average 25. Absolutely though. not. No. Couldn't, could not have told you how old he was, truly. Um, but he also could have been like 18. Do you know what I mean? He could have just been like a weird 18 year old yeah. or a 50 yeah. year old man. His age is weird. His age is weird, yeah, which is just, that's, you're, you're consistently that age. If Ageless. you're weird, that's the age you are forever. Um, yeah. So he runs an online antiques like marketplace, which we did know. And yeah, apparently, because it's like a third party vendor situation, like I guess like an eBay situation, someone had put this dagger on and sold it. But because it's on his website, it obviously sparked some... Looks like an endorsement. Mm, yeah, exactly. And he he said, obviously the right thing which is that I in no way condone or wish to be looking to celebrate this <laughs> abhorrent and shameful part of history and I apologise for any offence caused um, my online business is an antiques marketplace where independent sellers have a platform to sell a wide range of antiques memorabilia and, <laughs> and militaria militaria I've literally never said that word out loud mm-hmm. um, for many different periods of history so yeah I mean if you're selling shit from wars I think in most wars, there's at least one bad side. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Deck stacked against you, isn't it? Uh, but he did say he's going to work on tightening up those, uh, you <laughs> those know, who, who can sell what, exactly. <laughs> um, but it was uh, it was uploaded by a seller called McDermott and sold on January mm-hmm. 5th. <laughs> so if any, any snoopers want to find, get to the bottom of it. <laughs> Name and shame, McDermott. McDermott with two Ts. <laughs> So get to work, guys. Hollywood superstar so, yeah. Dylan McDermott named and shamed. <laughs> <laughs> no. So yeah, big rip to Gregory um, for that and for you know getting fired this week. Huge rip. I'm so sad yeah. he's gone. Where I really wanted more of him. We hardly knew. We him. hardly. We needed knew. more, didn't I we? I think he's probably. This is an episode three sacking. You tend to forget them I'd say he's probably one of the more memorable three week candidates yeah definitely 
But you were so right, Stu, you called it when you said the... Chekhov's fat suit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you never recover. I mean, that is now canon, literally. You never that, that recover. That is canon, yeah. Which is, in a funny way, is what he would have wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, you become a joke candidate. And also he had, it was a two, well, it was a perfect storm of, he wore the fat suit, so he became a joke. He was seen as a frivolous character, mm-hmm. which is not on if you want to win The Apprentice. He had book smarts, the oh. most hated phrase in all of The Apprentice. You never go far with book smarts. Nope. Exactly. This is not about book smarts, Mm-mm. this process. And also he was a shirker in this task. Yeah. Not a worker. Exactly. It was the not holy worker, trinity exactly. of getting fired. <laughs> yeah. He didn't stand a chance. Although I was with him. I stood with him when he said the more they say, the less convincing it sounds <laughs> when they were all in the pitch. Yeah. You know, I thought he was making a lot of sense. The pitches. Then. This yep. was the, was this our first pitch of the season? I think it might have been, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Don't, don't hold me to it. None of us can remember what happened last it's week. It's a bit of a blur. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the first pitch, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, we love to... Oh God, we love to see these creative tasks where they have to oh, yeah. just make something from scratch and then pitch it and really pitch it with conviction, which is what Reese was doing it's not easy. this week. Especially when your product is complete gub. <laughs> It's hard to stand up there and pretend you believe in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well, we had the first visit of designers as well, Siobhan. So yes. we'll be looking forward to hearing your thoughts we on love it. how they got on. Yep. Yep. We should also say we've got the teams mixed up now. Yes. Um, yes. Oh, we do. do we have more news? Sorry. No, no that's the end. Of, do news. That's the end of news. All right. Um, yeah. Mixed, mixed sex teams. And we've got team names now. We've got team Apex and team Infinity. No. Is it Infinity Which, or Infinity? Oh, is it Affinity? Yeah. I thought it was Infinity. I think there's already been an Infinity. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, I feel like they've called this every year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I quite liked what Kim K suggested Excelsior, didn't she? And she was yeah, shot. She down. described as very, very regal very and very strong. <laughs> very, very regal. But they didn't and, go uh, for it. I've written and underlined it scorn <gasps> on that one. Yeah. yeah. There were quite a lot of scorn. Yes. You know, women scorned, men yeah. scorned. Shazia? Hardcore scorn. Shazia, Shazia was, was facing a huge Shazia. amount of scorning. <laughs> Very tough. <laughs> she was. Victoria the flight also attendant. Also the guy who kept banging on about his martial arts business. Yes. Scorned. <laughs> that was my favourite bit of the end. Scouse Victoria. Scorned. scorned. Yeah. yeah. I love the idea of little babies like doing kung fu and stuff. Oh my god. <laughs> I really uh, want to talk about that at length great image. because I really thought that was so funny. It was what was that guy's name? He was up against Avi. His Avi was yeah, he was PM. He was PM. His name because his dad owned a fucking nursery something related to kids twenty years ago or something. The first guy says, "I've worked in the children's industry. I have a martial arts business. I work with kids aged three to thirteen as well." Keep slipping in his martial arts business, Avi. Since yeah. as if to say that's not directly relevant, but I could spark you out if I wanted to. <laughs> exactly. Avi uh, says he comes back with since two thousand and two. My dad has run a children's nursery. I worked directly with two to four year olds. The other guy jumps in. Just to be clear on my ones, I do run a martial arts business. I have created a brand for kids. I just want to throw that in there, Avi. And like I said, I worked directly with the two to four year olds. The other guy, well, that has been my business for five years. 
and Abby wins. The other guy is truly scorned, Gee, sadly. Yeah, is can, that better? Can you just go back? Did he say, I work in the children's industry? Uh, which one was that? Yep, yep. I I worked in the children's industry. I have a martial arts business. I work with kids aged three, three to 13 as well. <laughs> we wow. Do you think the guy's dad's thing, do you think that wins? Is that better? I don't... This nipple baby? <laughs> nipple baby. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And he also, I noticed he voted for himself, which I feel like skews the numbers. I enjoyed yes. that. Put his arm up. He really just was like, yes, I vote for myself. That is wow. great. That is great. Um, and Reese, obviously, he put himself forward as PM because he created Scotland's leading performing arts school. Do we right. know what this is? He's the Scottish Pauline Quirk. Well, um, I looked it up. A little know. bit. Oh yes. Um, it's the Theatre School of Scotland. It's been running since 2017, and Reese himself did. He seems to be the director, and he has some credits himself. He has been on mm. Waterloo Road on the BBC. He wow. has been in the the Citizens Theatre and the Pavilion Theatre, maybe Panto. I don't know, but he's also done voiceover for clients <laughs> such as Nickelodeon and the NHS. So, oh, I've heard of both. There you go. They're big time. <laughs> wow. Is that why the NHS is on its arse? Because it keeps paying Reese <laughs> through the nose to record <laughs> public information. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. But yeah, so he does apparently legitimately have this theatre school in Scotland, and it is not the Pauline Quirk Academy, no. sadly. And uh, I think it was right that he probably put himself forward, and they were all very happy. There was no discussion on their team, really. But when it's like that, you're kind of thinking... You kind of need to win now. Like, if you lose when you're that, yeah, definitely confident definitely. about like this is this is my week, and then he fucked it big time. He styled it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I thought this guy's in trouble. He was fed a really, really, really bad product from the other product from the other team, which we'll talk about. But oh, he God, he kind yeah. of did that sort Lord. of performer thing of just lying and kind of embracing it. Tits and teeth, yeah, and sort mm-hmm. of saying. He's, in his mind, he's halfway through a panto they're not enjoying, but the lines are the lines. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'll be out the stage door he's in an hour. He's got to just sell the idea that Femi may have shoes somewhere. Like oh, Femi has feet, God. but you just have to imagine them using the imagination of a yes. child. So, yeah. so the, the Reese's team decided to do. They both went for like a, both teams went for like an inclusivity angle, right? But. Mm in very different ways. Um, so Reese's team went with two kids on a playground. One of them is not white and one of them is in a wheelchair. Uh, and <laughs> I really, I really liked that we did get to see an enemy of the pod this week in alliteration. Alliteration, yes. of course. <laughs> Simba said, are we going to be using alliteration here? Yeah, he said it like, like he knows that's the jig. Like, yeah. I've seen The Apprentice before. I know what's coming. Whenever we need to name anything, straight away, first thought, are we going to be using our old friend alliteration? Yeah. First thought, best thought. Our friend Simba had a very interesting episode, I would like to say. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> From as soon as he woke up and did his trailer voiceover. Oh, yeah. he was an- incredible. He- In a world. And then that's all he could think to say. He was like, that's where do aliens exist? Yeah. <laughs> but that was really like maybe the most 
powerful scorning actually that we saw because he really put himself forward saying it's my dream to do a voiceover it's my yeah. life's dream <laughs> yeah i'll leave this process right now happy if i get to do this and they fucking wouldn't let like, him fire do it that's just no. wild and they kept cutting to him as well and he had sort of lustful eyes whenever there are other people <laughs> doing the voiceover i like the idea of him doing that voiceover that cartoon in a world <laughs> where people don't have hands or feet and communicate through slaps. <laughs> Good luck. Oh my God. Oh my and then yeah, he later did his very, very powerful speech. I know we'll probably get to it, but in the pitch, oh, when yeah. he was called Stunning. upon to step forward, he, he dug deep and was very inspirational. Fuck. It was stunning. I forgot about that. That was crazy. Um, so yeah, they went They went for quite a kind of, you know, they were really trying to capture reality for people in the UK. What what are, what are do people want to put on the telly and see that represents them, right? Hmm. Uh, the other team... Slapping a kid so, in a wheelchair. <laughs> truly. Um, the other team went for, in Danny's words... The jungle, because she said the jungle is a really good idea because it's something new to children. It's new to it's, children. Yeah. Unless they were born in the jungle, of, of course. Of course, <laughs> of course. Um, and obviously the jungle book doesn't exist, so nobody's ever seen that film. <laughs> um, yeah, they went for a giraffe, didn't they? Who And that was the whole... She, the giraffe was tall, she was off to her first I fucking hated school. their giraffe, Yogita? Yogita. This little buck teeth. <clears throat> Absolute piece of shit, Yogita. Gender conforming, really... pink bull wearing, basic bitch Yogita. <laughs> <laughs> Shazza um, was not. Yeah, they happy really made her look just, they really went for all the stereotypes. I'm surprised they didn't give her glasses, to be honest, as well. Um, but she had the big, like. Uh, big eyelashes. Big, <laughs> big eyelashes. <laughs> the like buck teeth, the buck like teeth, yeah. little knock knees thing. She yeah. just looked. Well, let's not forget our, our big cross to bear. Being tall. She's tall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so tough. Which is not easy. It's not easy. Especially when you're a giraffe. <laughs> and you're the same height as all the other giraffes. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Right. Um, oh, God. Shazia was also scorned, I would say, even though she got her way and she, we did get to call it Yogita. That, she was a single issue candidate. Yeah. Yes. All she spoke about the whole time was that how important the name was to her, which everyone fucking hated, by and the way. And the kids mm. couldn't say. <laughs> and the kids yeah. couldn't say, yeah. But yeah. I get her point of like trying to put, you know, you're trying to use names that maybe are common in um, certain like demographics, but are not you would never hear on TV. Like I get, totally get what she's trying to say, but I'm also like, as an as an actual name for a character, you could do so much better than that. Mm. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't even need a human name. No. Yeah. But she she kind of, she would not kind of stop going on about how the whole thing wasn't truly inclusive enough. Like she wanted some true intersectional analysis of race, class and gender, you know. <laughs> she just wasn't. In a 15 second. Yeah. Yeah. In, in a, cartoon in a cartoon for the two to four demographics. Set in a jungle. Wild. Where also they lose a ball. That's an important plot point. <laughs> While um, living this... with racism. <laughs> I feel like this was really the return of like, yeah, that's fine. That'll do. You know, it was a lot of that this week with, especially with, um, with the Femi and Faye team, because obviously they didn't have hands and feet. 
Um, I mean, the main nope. thing is they have faces. That's what one of the candidates said. Thank God. The main thing is yeah. they have faces. The basic <laughs> things are there. Their animations were so Oh, my shy. God. And How it, did they get to be that bad? Absolutely, like Microsoft Paint. Yeah. And yeah, because I feel like the designer is either not a proper designer or they've stitched them right up there because if you gave them no instruction, they would come up with something better than that. Mm-hmm. They sort of implied that it was time-wasting again was the problem. You know, that they'd spent too long thinking about whether Faye should in fact be called Fifi and that's why they didn't have enough time to give the characters hands or something. So, Well, Faye, that was another big talking point. And actually, I'd now like to split my three... Th- my fee three ways and give some money to people the people called Faye charity because <laughs> the word the name Faye got a lot of heat this week. <laughs> I know it got a real bashing. How, how do we do we feel about the name Faye? So I've never I've never met someone called Faye. I fucking hate Faye. It's a shit name. <laughs> fucking horrible. I'm not calling it Faye. <laughs> um I was just gonna say that Femi and Faye led us to my my favourite type of moment on The Apprentice, which is when the other team gets the big reveal of what the design team have been doing. And they are so excited. Amazing. They can't wait to see what's coming in. Reese is like buzzing, he's really thinking he's done it, he's the leader, and then they get to clap their eyes on what the fuck they've come up with. And I think Denisha was the sub team leader, wasn't she? Yeah, she right? was. Yeah. And um yeah, the, <laughs> the kind of managed disappointment that followed <laughs> was, was fun. Reese did a real like double take. Like he he did such a cartoonish blink where he saw where he was like, what? Like <laughs> to shake his head almost to like yeah. make sure he was really seeing what he was seeing. And I'd noticed the designer on their team or whoever the person was on their team that we were working with was also really trying hard not to laugh, but there were there were cracks coming through definitely. <laughs> Big time when they revealed There's, it. There are always two two great moments: is the the sub team revealed to the other team, and then when in the boardroom, the other actual other team get to see oh the finished product, yes. and you just see them trying not to laugh yeah, at, like, the other looking at each other, effort. like oh, fuck. <laughs> and when the shit team get to see, like when they saw the Yogita <laughs> one, they were like, "Oh fuck!" Like that mm. that actually looks good yeah. compared to ours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are fucked. It was so <laughs> roundly beaten in all departments. I think yeah. Joe said. What did we? How did we feel about Mark's voiceover? Is that pest controller Mark? <laughs> pest controller Mark. Yeah. What was he kept saying? I, I wasn't crazy about he it. He kept saying something all the time about doesn't matter if you're tall or you're small. You could be fine at school. Oh, tall or small. School. Tall or small. Tall you'll or make small, friends at school. You'll make friends at <laughs> school. But he said it like it rhymes. <laughs> Tall or small, you'll make friends. And it was kind of threatening, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, (laughs) you'll make friends at school. His, his, it was quite wild. I um, I did feel like Danny did quite a good job in get. I mean, you have to have a balance, right? Of like, there's got to be some kind of interesting story there for a two to four year old, and losing a ball is quite a good one. (laughs) I guess that's what they they care about big time. They're into that kind of shit. I find it hard to relate to that demographic. Yeah, I can't imagine losing a ball. I wouldn't know what I'd come up (laughs) with. It's just not a big deal to me to lose a ball now. Well, no, absolutely. That makes me the 1% so big. No, do you know what, Stu? That's called growth, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought a telling moment with Pest Control and Mark this week was when in the boardroom, Sugar had a bit of a dig at him for his voiceover. 
And he didn't laugh. He didn't find it funny. He went, oh, I thought it was pretty good, actually, to be fair. He can't he take a joke, like actually. Can he take a fucking joke, man? This guy, yeah. Out of everyone, I feel like he's the one that really can take a joke. Yeah. And he's still just marching around in every look. setting, like aggro businessman, you know, screaming and shouting at kids. <laughs> he was really, his like military background really came through at the very end when Lord Sugar came to the house and... He was like, everybody on your feet. Did you see that? Oh, no, like it's the king. Fucking hell. I was like, oh, God, let them lounge in their shorts. I you were expecting to see me here. Yeah, I was. I've seen The Apprentice. You do this every season. Yeah, at least once. In in around week four, you rock up to the house. (laughs) Gee, did you feel an affinity with um, Vera? She was doing the editing of the voiceover. I was really like getting, it was giving me big editing the pod vibes. Which one was Vera? Who's Vera? She was just, she was on it for a very short period of time, but she made a big impact on me. She was editing the, she was, they were trying to cut out like little slithers of pauses. Right. To try and squeeze it in. And I was like, Vera, I know. I know know your pain. I know, well, I'll be doing that after this, trying to speed us all up and post. (laughs) That was close to home. Yeah. When I watched that yesterday, I'd been working on this radio show all day. I got home at about, only had time, I grabbed a chippy and sat down. I got home for nine to watch The Apprentice. But all day I've been sitting behind an editor getting him to snip out tiny little what because it needs to be absolutely oh, bang on. That's... I spent all day doing that thinking, am I being one of these fucking annoying cunts in The Apprentice here? <laughs> and then, that's and then I, you went that's home. That's my unwinding telly as well. Yeah. Yeah. Busman's holiday. It's really hard work that, isn't yeah. it? Because it's just so dull it's and tough. you have to all keep, oh, keep it all God. inside your heads. Like much respect, honestly. Truly. What about, I'd love to ask you guys if you were as impressed as I was by Angelica from CBBC being on the panel, because <gasps> that that was like big a get. big get. Huge get. Yeah. And she looks amazing. I've got a note that just says Angelica Bell, three three exclamation yeah. marks. Was she your era, guys, <laughs> on CBBC? Yeah. Do you remember her? She was plumbing my era, Absolutely. yeah, Angelica Bell. Yeah. Huge shout out to Angelica Bell. Icon. Looking she great. Was, she was a Looks presenter great. on CBBC, but did, was she also, was she ever on like, did she ever on shows Yeah, well? she went on to do like other shows. stuff, I think, you know. Yeah. 50-50 or whatever. Yeah, she was everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the Ardman director asked about the pink bow as well, mm. which was interesting because mm. Avi had been like really behind the pink bow. Shazia, of course, was saying that it was too much like classic gender role bullshit. And I was going to ask you guys because it was Avi that picked it, wasn't it? But then Marnie took the like took the fall for him in the pitch. Ah, oh. yeah, yeah, she was like, it was my idea to give her a pink bow because it's oh. just like a cute little accessory for her first day of school. Yeah, maybe like, Avi just you don't need to cover it. for him. Maybe that's a, yeah, yeah, maybe that's an editing thing. Maybe he just you know. Gave the nod. Who was it that was obsessed about the giraffe embarking on an adventure? Because I enjoyed that. <laughs> Danny. Danny. Danny, yeah. Danny was really... At, from last week. Danny was an <laughs> MVP <laughs> this week, I think. She was really... She was good. I I like her. Yeah, I think I know she's going to she go now. far. Yeah. She was jumping in, you know. At, at least she got involved and did a good amount of stuff. She mucks in. But it yeah, was Mark, the army guy, who was like, dirty. kids don't know the word embark. 
<laughs> yeah, he was, he was like, you've got to be really careful about language. Which is actually language. a decent point, I would say. Embark. What? But he, she also was like, said something. I think she used the word approaches, and he was like, again, we've got to consider the language. Children don't know the word approach, and I was like, is that true? <laughs> approach is like, you know, pretty low level English, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, don't know. know. It's been a while yeah. since I was two. Of us have kids. <laughs> yeah. I think much like the. Uh, Gregory in the fat suit last week. I think Reese's fate was sealed when he had to do the pitch holding an inflatable electric guitar. <laughs> I wanted to ask about that. That was wild. Which was completely irrelevant yep. to anything else happening in the episode. Yeah. And yet he looked really at home. He looked like he was he was it was not his first time and with that stance. Because mm. <laughs> I think what's happened is the production team have been like during the pitch, they hold up uh, props or wear outfits to illustrate the general vibe of what's going on. And then the giraffe team's gone and they've put sort of... Animals. Know, like bunny ears on yeah. them or whatever. Animals. It's an animal theme. They go, all right, that's cute. That makes sense. So the other team, they need to have something. What's their story about? Well, it's about a kid on a wheelchair getting slapped about. <laughs> what props can we have? <laughs> yeah. Inflatable wheelchair. I mean, is what we do. I mean, one guy just give the guy a guitar. Space trousers as well. Space trousers, yeah. And yeah, Kim K. Which is actually had a, further from the theme. Kim K. had a tiara on. <laughs> yeah. A real mix bag. I think it's that point you realise we don't have a coherent message here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what yeah. about Gregory going on about how the sun rises in the west and sets in the east? Forever. <laughs> that was wow. his big contribution <laughs> as well, wasn't it? Oh. We've had the bit, yeah. that bit of that before with apprentice candidates. Like that is one thing. Uh, 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 someone who's at risk of having done nothing will try and do is just jump in and point out something really specific about the sunset. Some pedantic shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's actually counting against yeah. you. Yeah. God bless. Oh, God love him. But the panel were not very impressed with our our teams this this week, and they were quite. I don't know. Quite just sort of snide or whatever when they were asking questions but fair enough because it was a, a hot mess I mean yeah and we completely shit product but also they were yeah they, they weren't really giving them any crumbs of uh, comfort were no, they no uh, there, there was like an accidental swearing did you guys catch that yes yeah stunning I nice. live for moments like that as you've just shits I think it was something <laughs> yeah like that. the concept as you've just shits classic <laughs> I love it. Doesn't get any better than that, does Ugh, it? It's just, yeah. That's so what I mean. Good. This was the first step where Very I was funny. really cackling away. Yeah, uh, for there sure. There was something maybe every five minutes that was given calamity of errors. The head back. Um, Gemma, do you want to go ahead and talk about Simba's moving speech? <laughs> Honestly, I can't really remember exactly what he said, but I just remember. Oh, no. You just remember how he made yeah, you feel. Yeah, exactly. That it was a. Uh, <laughs> That's what my Angelou was referring to. It was exactly that kind it's, of thing. It was Angelou-esque <laughs> in its uh, <laughs> stature. But yeah, the key message of true and utter kindness or something, wasn't mm, it? Mm-hmm. God bless. Yes. Utter. That word, when that word came out, that's that was true yeah, and crazy. utter true kindness. And utter kindness. <laughs> but that was great because I also kind of suggested that Simba's got more in the tank, don't you think? Like he, he's, mm. he's got something to give. He's got voices. He's, he can seem serious. Like definitely, I don't know. Like, like let's give yeah. him some more work to do. He's just beginning. Yeah, a- absolutely. We need a big Simba episode, but he's at the fore. Yeah, for sure. 
material read of the guy. Yeah. I think he he can go quite far. He's got like week eight energy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know anymore because I thought Gregory was going to go a long way. Much as you're absolutely right, he had all the signs of an early lever, but I just, I don't know. I think they, they were so impressed with him in week one, it didn't count for shit in the end. This is the thing, though, I think, because when some when the rest of the team do so badly, it doesn't really take much for somebody to, you know, for someone to step in and really save it, and that makes them look impressive. But actually, mm. in the grand scheme of things, you know, it was pure luck that that cannon was there, as we said. <laughs> and the boardroom, not to skip ahead, but they did kind of address it in a way, and they were like, you know, Gregory, we can't really wheel in a cannon for you every week. <laughs> to show your expertise yeah but they, absolutely. they simply did funny, do that in week one so I mean yeah what are we to think you know I want to talk a little bit about um the question that Reese's team got which was about how Femi and Faye of course had no hands or feet <laughs> and they said was that a conscious decision and Reese was like well, we wanted so. we didn't want to present a finished product. We wanted to keep it open to interpretation. Yeah, for the imagination of children to really just fill in the gaps. Crazy bullshit. They're really relying on the imagination of children because obviously last week we had those dinosaur, you know, dinosaur buns. Yes. They were <laughs> And this week we've got Femi and Faye. Yeah, it's real child. A lot of heavy focused. lifting for those kids, imagination wise, really put it all Absolutely. together. <laughs> Although that was like a pointless and obvious lie, part of me feels a little sorry for Reese because the apprentice tasks have an inconsistent sort of relationship with the yes. truth. Yeah, it's like, true. Sometimes you you should never highlight a failure of the team if you're on a pitch. You, why would you ever bring that up? And sometimes that's fine, and no one ever picks them up on omitting things or telling white lies or lying and then sometimes like why didn't why weren't you just honest with them mm-hmm. why didn't you just yeah. draw attention to it and I feel like there's so much revisionist history with all this kind of stuff of whoever wins yeah it was good to tell the truth or it was yeah. good to lie it's really hard and, to know and, what way to go yeah we always do complain about how in these kind of situations in pitches they'll always say well you know we would add blah 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 or we actually would change the name or we'd do all that. And it's like, well, you didn't fucking do it at the time, did you? So Mm. that's not the point of the task. (laughs) You can't be promising random shit. Exactly. So I I was like, props to him in a way for not being like, well, if we did did (laughs) succeed and you did want this cartoon. If this was on the telly, we could try and draw things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what are the chances that... (laughs) <laughs> one of the sub teams has created a plot that the only action in the plot is a slapping <laughs> game and the other sub team the only thing they've not drawn yes. is hands and feet I mean what are the fucking chances that Honestly. is like the cannon arriving next to the cannon expert all over again what are the chances incredible of that? I know it's and you can see Reese's sort of eyes just kind of like glazing over when he came to terms with that <laughs> So what the fuck are you talking about? You don't have hands. Yeah. Why would you ever consider they might not have hands? <laughs> no. And did someone not say a lot of a lot of cartoon characters don't actually have, have hands? There was a mention of that in the boardroom, yeah, and I was is like, that true? I mean, but are those characters playing a clapping game? This is the next question. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an obvious <laughs> next question. 
My suspicion is no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. It was quite a spicy boardroom this week, actually. I enjoyed it. Yeah. There was uh Reese told people off for talking over him, didn't they? Didn't he? And then he did the exact yeah, same thing. Yeah, and then he spoke thing. over. Yeah. Mm, yep. Tough. What are you th- what are you thinking of Reese? I was kind of thinking he was good, but now I'm not I so sure. I was surprised because I think I I will be I will hold my hands up and say week one, week two, I was like, this guy seems like a joke. Hmm. No offense to our listeners that might know him. This guy <laughs> This guy seems like a joke. But I thought he did I think I think I thought he was quite eloquent this week and like in a surprising way. So yeah, I'm I'm on the fence now. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I fundamentally don't trust actors, Stu included. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he did show his ass when he lied. <laughs> he, he went into They're liars. Actors liars. are liars. Fundamental that's what it is. liars for hire, you know. So I mean, that's all I've got to say on the matter. <laughs> what, it's hard because he's your Scottish. Thought? <laughs> well, this is the thing. He's Scottish, so you want to support, but you know, yeah. Stu. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I thought he was pretty good. Like back when he was selling those holidays and stuff in the first episode, and then I thought, I thought, I think eloquent is probably the word. Like he seems quite confident mm-hmm. and put together, and he talks a good game. But that goes one of two ways, doesn't it? So we need to give it another couple of yeah. weeks. Sometimes they are just bullshit merchants. Those people definitely. But I'm holding out hope. I think he seems fairly level-headed mm-hmm. and switched yeah. on. Mm-hmm. But coming back to this week's task, he was kind of perfect to lead this and he made a crock of shit. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. I mean, I think that's that's putting it lightly. <laughs> Anyone on their own and given two hours could make something better than that. And there was a, fu- there was a fundamentally good point as well made by the panel, which was that he... And this came down to him, which is that he wanted it to be about diversity and inclusion, but the core part of the storyline was just the disabled girl can't go on the slide, so exactly, we'll we'll go and slap about with her or whatever instead because she can't go on the slide. And the woman from Ardman made a good point when she was like, well, why couldn't she help everyone else with something, you know? So it, they, they just, once again, they don't understand the subtleties of inclusion and diversity, but that's... Yeah. yes. <sighs> you know, it's a lot. It was a swing and a miss, and I think his just excitement uh, overtook, and he forgot the basics of storytelling. He's like, you know, I'm a storyteller; that's what I do. And then he couldn't even make <laughs> a fucking one scene thing for a two year old. That's right. Yeah, it didn't have much story to it, did it? There was no story. <laughs> no story. It was just like she's disabled. Let's play dot, slaps dot, with her. Why, why couldn't it just be one thing happens and she does it and she happens to be in a wheelchair? Yeah, exactly. Right, have like that a full story but with a character in a wheelchair rather than, yeah. okay, crazy. we're going to accommodate her somehow. <laughs> it slaps. <laughs> there was a lot of chat on the other team about Avi being steamrolled as PM, which is never a good look. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Shazia was not in line with Avi, was she? And she got told off at one point by the the... The karate business guy, the <laughs> yeah, the guy. And I think it was more about was it Danny that had the specific. It was vision, Marnie it who Marnie? had the yeah Marnie, Marnie. who had the the yeah. vision of the giraffe. Marnie Swindles, of Marnie course. Swindles. <laughs> yeah, boxer and barrister, Marnie. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, she kind of it was her it was her vision, wasn't wasn't it? And 
he just kind of ran with it. But I think it's always looked down on in The Apprentice if you're the PM and you're not being a bit of a dick about everything, mm. if you're not micromanaging and being a bit of a dictator. Whereas I think in real life, if you're a manager, you need to manage personalities differently. And sometimes you need to allow people space to just get on with it on their own and trust that they'll do a good job and they can trust their instincts and stuff. I don't think that's a bad asset in a manager. I don't, definitely agree. not. This is the thing about The Apprentice, right? It's like in this kind of bubble of The Apprentice, there's all these rules about what makes a good manager and what makes a good business partner and all that kind of stuff but actually the reality of it in the real world is very very different to the 12 yeah, week that's a great process point. that we know and love yeah i mean that's why we always enjoy this because they're just performing the tropes of the apprentice aren't they it's nothing totally. like yeah. the real world like we've gotten so far <laughs> away from the reality of work and that you know, the apprentice is just so grueling. They're up at 4 a.m. They're really mean to each other. They're shouting and screaming. Somehow they think they've moved it forward by the fact that they're selling equality and diversity, but like actually the conditions of the modern workplace are not being incorporated at all into, mm-hmm. <laughs> into the real apprentice, yeah. you know? Absolutely. It's just this weird Absolutely. performance. Absolutely. And I'd be kind of interested if they did a new business show like The Apprentice, but completely different. But for the modern world, I'd be interested to see how different it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Like managing, no, totally. people, managing people compassionately, like emotional literacy and all yeah. that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah. I think it'd be an interesting but different show. Definitely. It'd be more of a sort of Channel 4 kind of we thing. We should pitch it. Yeah. Let's pitch yeah, it. Yeah, maybe we just have. Hello, get in touch. <laughs> Send this, yeah. But a real prime example of this kind of like apprentice bubble way of working is next week's task which is the treasure hunt task oh running around brighton yes i'm so excited my favorite of all i love a treasure you can't manage a successful (laughs) (laughs) worldwide company if you've not run around brighton and (laughs) with a list yes i love this one that's gonna be great yep it's so good and yeah denisha is gonna be pm whether she likes it or not next week oh yes yeah that old stunt Mm. I don't care. It's just about tired, that. isn't it? That stunt, Alan rocking up to the house. Why do they think any of us would care about any of that? No, I know. I know. I don't care about him making someone BPM at all. You know, it's like no. Why would you? I think especially this early in the process, like it's a bit different if you've been watching it and there's been someone who's kind of coasting. They've shirked it for six weeks. Exactly, yeah. and you're like, how has this person got away with it? And then they obviously have to do it. But I think week four. It's like, you know, who cares? Yeah. We don't even know everyone's names at this point. No. No, I'm like, well, firstly, who the fuck is she? Yeah, who are you? (laughs) Well, I just wanted to have a little foray into where your crushes stand. My crushes? (laughs) I thought you might do that. I'm crushing pretty hard on Victoria. I did think so. She was on my list. It's an obvious shout. Was it the red lippy? Or is it the scouse (laughs) accent? It wasn't wasn't in the cons column. (laughs) Um, yeah, there's, there's actually you know it's not as not as many as in recent as in previous mm, series I would mm-hmm. say this year. Yeah, bad bad crop IMO. That's life. Bad crop of entrepreneurs as well. We've not had a yeah. mention of motherhood. Yet. a entrepreneur crying out loud. It's tragic. Got to be one among the bunch. Yeah. Have you girls got crushes? 
No, um, don't think so. Kind of slim pickings there as well. It's quite slim pickings. I do think the martial arts school owner is quite handsome. Yeah, he's handsome. And probably I'd fuck that awful army guy anyway just because I hate myself. But like, you know, there's something going on there. But (laughs) fuck that Trying to think who I would hate fuck. I don't think anyone's got to that stage yet. I was... was, Apart from Kerrang Brady, of of course. course. Was... um, (laughs) Was Bradley in this week's episode? Do you know the guy that was was oh, PM yeah, last Bradley. week? Was he? He. I don't know who you're talking the about. Northern the northern guy. guy with the Jack Grealish haircut, mouth sore. Oh, mouth sore. Yeah, I didn't see him. Yeah, he, he was in it. Maybe yeah. He was letting his facial wound heal this week. <laughs> we didn't get pulled up like Gregory for doing nothing, even though no, where was he? No. You know, absolutely. I'd like to raise the elephant. In the room, if I may, oh, which yes. was, um, yeah. well, it's the the winning task, which is cake by the ocean, suits by the ocean, suits in a ball pit <laughs> is where we've arrived at. Suits in a ball pit is such a cursed vibe. Ah, stinking. It's just like London, isn't it? Just like, that, that is, is the city of London yeah, right there. 100%. Novelty, and I want no business, nights out, you know. Oof. Would you guys go in a ball pit meant for adults in a bar? No. I have uh, been... <laughs> to that exact one or to a different one? I don't know if it's the same company. I didn't go in the ball pit, but I'll shout them out. Why not? There's a place called Bolly Bolliston in Edinburgh and they came to see my friend's show and enjoyed it and I got free pizza and stuff. That's cool. cool. Okay, hello. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't Pizzas go... were very nice, very good. You weren't in the A lot better ball than you'd expect though. we'd be on offer at a ball pit place. Yeah. It was Neapolitan style. <laughs> I just went for a quiet midweek dinner with my friend Mark. That was it. It was nice. Other people were sort of like, there was like a birthday party and there was like a cake with like flares on it and stuff sparklers. and or sparklers and Pumping music and ball pits, but I didn't. I didn't go in the ball pit sober at six pm on a Tuesday with my friend Mark. Okay. Okay. For the listeners, Gemma, who's laughing, so she can still hear yes. us, but she's muted herself. So this is very confusing. Uh, she's had a technical problem with her headphones, so she's not going to take part in plugs this week. But luckily, it happened when we come to the end of the podcast. Good anyway. timing. We've finally gone solo, Siobhan. We don't need a good riddance to bad rubbish, I said. This is twice. And this life is... comes at you fast, because last week she got to cope exactly. me off while I wasn't here. God, is it going to be me next week? <laughs> Shit. Better watch my back. <laughs> you were asleep with one eye open. <laughs> Brilliant moment, by the way, for the listeners, where Gemma was like, right, what are we doing? We decided, well, you just, you mute yourself, sit in the background, and we'll just finish, the two of us. So Gemma muted herself, but then she kept talking to us and we couldn't hear her because she was muted and she looked like a fucking idiot. Big oh laughs on God, the Oh my God, it was great. It was great. Stu. But that was a good episode, right, It was a great right, episode. Siobhan? Loved it. Absolutely Fun loved this it. week. Didn't even get to talk about fonts. There wasn't really much, but the handwritten font was Not fucking much. stinking. So that's <laughs> there all you go. I have There's to font say. watch. Font corner. <laughs> Two words. Um, do you have any plugs Siobhan do I have any plugs I can give you a little update on my movie corner uh, for of course this week. what's going on I went to see Megan M. Thregan on Friday mm. at the cinema how was it loved it Cla- an instant classic for me incredible uh, would highly recommend going to see it and there's going to be a sequel so go and see it M. go and see it <laughs> M. Forgan, yeah uh, <laughs> yeah go and see it loved it so that's my movie that's my plug Go and see Megan. Stu. Brilliant. I will do my plugs now, Gemma. You stay muted in the background, nod away. <laughs> but you can't intervene. 
um, uh, I'm doing a show at the Glasgow Comedy Festival on Wednesday the 22nd of March called The Peach. It's my last year's French show. You can get tickets to that. I'm also doing a work in progress of my next show at Monkey Bar Comedy in Edinburgh on the 14th of April, which is a Friday night. So you can get tickets for that as well. It'd be cool to see some pod fans out there. I also have other podcasts on a Gemma called Some Laugh and What's the Scripts, both uh, very successful in their own right. So if you enjoy the, these bits where Gemma's not around, you can uh, listen to them. On Gemma's behalf, I'd like to plug Vision Board, which is an alternative comedy night that we're starting up again. I'm now part of the gang. It's me, Gemma Flynn, and our friend John Agassild, um, and occasionally maybe a special guest, but we're doing that for the first time uh, in February. I think it's Feb- Friday the February 17th. Is that right? Friday the February got 17th, up. yes. <laughs> I did notice that said the February, <laughs> which is very staff. Um, so yeah, there's like, there's like, I don't know, 20 seats or something. So if you're like a cool Glasgow Southsider that knows your shit, you can come to that. And where is it, Shu? And Gemma's probably got some pathetic lectures on as well. Also at the Glasgow Zine Library. Thank you. Which is where our gig is, which Siobhan runs. It's all full circle. Gemma's probably got a talk that's on, I don't know, like Nick Jonas and the ramifications of um, race in America or something like that. That's usually what her lectures are called. I'll be like... Um, uh, why Olivia Drig- Rodrigo is to blame for communism failing in <laughs> Russia. So you, if you're interested in that, go and see that at the Glasgow Zine Library as well. She's a very funny and uh, intelligent speaker. Very entertaining. Amazing to watch Gemma get roasted on Zoom while she can't retort. <laughs> yeah, cackling away, swinging from side to side, head back, but no, no laughs. It's like Zoom comedy all over again. Oh, God. Um, next week we've got running around Brighton and Hove. Hell yes. I'm very excited Buzzing. for that. Thank you very much for Thanks listening. Thanks everyone for listening. And uh, nice to see you, Siobhan. Lovely to see you, Shu. See you next week. We should hang out one-on-one with Gemma watching on more often. <laughs> yeah, we definitely should. It's great. Okay, bye <laughs> Cheers, everyone. guys. Have a lovely week. Do a little two-man clap. Yes. so confusing i'm so sorry guys right listen we're we're tight for time though aren't we we need to finish this up right like it's half past isn't it right so let me mute myself well dipshit you fucking muted yourself and then you kept talking to us you're funny Oh, very funny.